0: Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and a Combo podcast. You know where you are, your favorite podcast that airs on Monday. Um, I'm one of your hostesses, Jennifer Glend.
1: And I'm the other one, Cameron Swear.
0: Uh, <laughs> we both always opened our mouths to talk at the same time. Okay, you go.
1: Um, so today, you guys, we have an absolutely amazing guest for you. Her name is Madison Reeves. Um, she is an entrepreneur, she's in real estate, uh, she has her own business, and she also is in the process of writing a book that is going to be going live this did you say
0: July I think she said July yeah Yeah. this July so um she was so interesting you guys I think that I know at least for me we walked away from I walked away from the interview and I was like oh my gosh I have so much to think about I want to go read all the books I want to watch all the YouTube videos I want to learn all the things I want to you know do this this and this and she was honestly very just by being like knowledgeable and knowing her stuff and just having such an interesting view of the world and what it could be and stuff. She's just very inspirational, not necessarily like kind of your typical form of inspirational, like girl, wash your face type of thing, but just like, she's like, this is the real, this is the real deal. These are the real outcomes. These are like the practical things you can do to get those outcomes. And I'm just like, yeah. So I walked away from the interview, um, feeling pretty fired up. She's amazing. You guys, I can't wait for you to listen to her. Um, She has some very, challenging insights some good insights um a lot of good little tidbits and nuggets can't wait for her book to come out
1: she is going to inspire you guys to go be an entrepreneur and she's also gonna like give you tips that you can use um whether that's in your own business or even like in your personal life she talks about little just bit about like what she does to be more productive and to feel uh more just being able to a more
0: balance yes thank you balanced, yeah. I'm always
1: struggling with my words and Jenna's always helping me yeah, that's fine. um and I don't know if I mentioned this yet or not but she is 19 she is from uh lives in Spearfish South Dakota and yeah you guys she's bought a house she's in real estate has, has a business and is writing a book so you guys this is such a good episode she's absolutely amazing she is going to just prove to you that you can pretty much do anything at any age
0: Yep, and um, she covers more on everything else, so we're going to go ahead and let her talk, and we'll just jump right into this episode. Yep, here we go.
1: All right, Madison, we are so excited to have you here with us today. Uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about
2: yourself? Well, thank you guys so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, So my name is Madison Reeves, and I am a 19-year-old entrepreneur based out of the Black Hills of South Dakota. Um, So I own a wedding and event planning company in the Black Hills and sell real estate full time. And I actually just launched my personal brand that's going to be housing my book and some other cool things I have in the works. Um, So I was born and raised in the Black Hills. Graduated at 16 from Belfouche, which is a tiny little town of about 5,500 people. Um, and I started my businesses here. I currently live in Spearfish and plan to relocate to Rapid City here in the next few months. But I'm generally staying around the Black Hills. So,
1: Okay. Awesome. I have so many questions,
2: so already. <laughs> questions already.
1: Okay. My first question is, how did you graduate at 16?
2: So... Um, <laughs> well i am pretty stubborn we'll put this, put it that way i like to do things my way and my way or the highway i don't know if that's a good thing but i think that has served me well in some of the things that i've done so um for for me specifically my high school had a program called mcl it's called mass customized learning and basically what it was is it was a work at your own pace type of deal um that you did online so after my freshman year of high school i started this mcl program it wasn't really my intention to graduate a year early but i decided that i was going to do it anyways worked through all of my classes um i actually had to go in front of the school board and like tell them why i was needed like i should graduate early and everything because it wasn't allowed um but they granted me the permission to do it and i graduated in 2018 after doing three years of high school so
0: oh my gosh that's yeah. seriously impressive. Um, my you. you said Belfouche and I got so I got so excited. My uncle used to be the mayor of Belfouche. <laughs> oh, really? Who's yeah. your uncle? David uh, <laughs> I don't is it bad that I don't know his last name? Well, it, it's my it's my, my my dad's sister is married to him. David, you know, we'll we'll circle back to that, because I actually literally <laughs> do not remember his last name for the life of
2: me. Well, you know, there's like a whole 5,000 people there, so I bet you might know him or have heard of him.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure so, I'm sure so. Yes.
1: Okay, my next question was, what was I going to ask? Oh, so you dropped out of school, dropped out of college, right? Yes,
2: okay. I did.
1: Oh, did you say that in your intro? I don't even remember if you said that.
2: Just no, right I now. Don't you
1: didn't even say that. No. Okay, my so you guys, she dropped out of college. She pursued real estate, right?
2: Yes, I mean, I was <laughs> that was my reasoning at the time, but I think that I always would have dropped out of college regardless. Okay. Um. So I did three semesters of online, um, schooling through Lake Area Tech for business. Okay. Um. And dropped out after. So I did my real estate schooling and online schooling at the same time, and that was a lot. So I knew when I wanted to go into real estate full time actually selling there was absolutely no way I was going to be able to pull it off. Um so I actually my mom ever listens to this. She's going to get a kick out of this. I think I told her, "Well, mom, I'll go back to I'll go back to college. Just let me try this real estate thing first.
1: That's so funny. <laughs> but I never did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay though. I mean, it's working out for you yeah. clearly.
2: Um, And now
0: that Cameron's just hopped right into questions,
1: we actually have have a set list of
2: questions. Sorry, I was just
1: getting excited. Sometimes I forget about our (laughs) list and I start asking, like, oh, shoot, we're supposed to ask
2: that, like, 15 minutes (laughs) from now? 15 minutes from now. It's okay. No worries. I'm open to whatever you guys want to
0: talk (laughs) about. Okay. So to start off, um, our first question here is going to be, how did you start your own company?
2: so yeah i started my wedding and event planning company which is the bridal project um when i was 17 and uh create, and you guys probably know this about me so i actually got engaged to my high school sweetheart at 17. so oh, hold that thought okay hold that thought. <laughs> wow so <laughs> we'll much to that. know <laughs> yes so i engaged, i got engaged to him um at 17. we got married like 14 months later we were engaged for quite a while But during this engagement process, I realized how much I loved it. So that was a big push to, okay, maybe this is going to start my first company. I've always known I wanted to be a business owner, but like, what, you know? Um, So that was the first push. And the second one, the more I thought about it, the more I I got into it. And I'm like, I grew up as a competitive ballerina. And I always helped my dance studio uh, put together like the recitals and playing these events and everything. And I absolutely loved that. So I figured with those two passions combined, it would be really be a good fit. So I um, started doing a ton of research, which I was already doing because I was planning my own wedding and started my social media right away. That's the one thing I took from college and mm-hmm. started creating relationships with other vendors and three years down the road, that's still the best decision I've ever made because our vendor referrals are our biggest source of business to this day. So. But I'm actually completely leveraged out of that company. I've got a very talented director of operations that handles everything for me. So I just get to be the visionary and help them build the team. But it, it takes very little effort for me at this point. So I can just kind of help grow it from the outside.
0: Wow. That's actually, that's actually awesome. And like so accomplished, you. And even to, I think it says a lot for your character. Cause like I feel like me, if I would have started something like that, I'm like, this is my baby. This is my child. I would like, like I think it says a lot for you to be like okay I found someone I trust I found someone like I believe in and I'm just going to trust her to be like kind of the front runner for me like I think that says a lot which is like almost just as impressive as starting your own business too
2: well thank you yes and if if Abai is listening to this shout out to her Um, she has been with me for a very long time and besides me being her boss I, I hate that word but Besides me being her boss, we are actually very, very good friends and have supported each other. She's a very young entrepreneur too, so um, I love that she was able to find something that she's passionate about and really good at. So,
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Okay, so I know you kind of um, talked a little bit about how your mom reacted in the conversation you had there, but as far as like your peers and just other people in your life, did you get a lot of flack for dropping out of school?
2: Yes. <laughs> Short answer, yes. So... I- I, I reflected a lot in this because I talked about it in my book, um, but I think mostly because that's what you're supposed to do, yeah. right, to graduate and go yeah. to college. Yep. Um, and, and even so, graduating early, I think there was a, a portion of people who said, this is a really bad idea for her to graduate, at just like, what is she thinking? I, she's not going to know what she wants to do, that's too young but there's also this portion of people that expected me to go to college because what else was I going to do at 16 type of deal. Yeah. Um, so I did to make my parents happy, to conform with societal standards and and just do that type of deal. But um, didn't work out, which I'm super thankful for. Um, I'm in a career now that I don't need it. I don't need a degree. And I'm thankful that it only took me three semesters to figure it out. So I don't have a lot of student debt. Um, But I'm also thankful for the experience because it's kind of pushed me into what I'm passionate about helping other entrepreneurs with, which is you probably you guys probably experienced this in senior year of high school. They tell us, are you going to go to college or are you going to join the workforce? I think there was actually a sign up sheet for that. You pick which, at least for my high school, you write your name, college or workforce. So they teach us these two things, but we're never taught that there was a third option and that's starting a business. So I okay. want to change that. That's, yeah. that's a big passion project
1: of mine. Um, I think that's super cool. So I, yeah, I went to college. I'll be graduating. Jenna did not go to school.
2: No, I didn't.
1: Which is so fine. So like
2: perfect. We get both. Yeah.
1: Yeah, which is totally fine. And my brother actually went for one semester of school. Uh, that would have been like a year ago. Um, Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. No, that was last semester already. What? That was last semester. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, He went to school dropped and he dropped out too, but he is like an entre- total entrepreneur yeah his
0: business is and
1: he and he just has like a long mowing business but he does all these other things too like he has been huge into the stock market so he like is watching the stocks and everything buying and selling making like he was making thousands of dollars <laughs> yeah so it's like yes. why would you not if school is not for you and you have the entrepreneur mindset don't waste your time on it you know what i mean
0: yeah. and the thing right. is is that like people are always like well you'll never regret further your education but i think it's i think it's a little bit closed-minded to think that the only option for furthering education is to pay to go to school, go buy books, take like a couple maybe online courses, you know, you it can works. there's listen to podcasts, like watch YouTube videos. There's oh, so yeah. many different ways to further your education that can further you in whatever field you want to be in or whatever your passions are that don't require a degree. That's going to leave you with debt for the next 30 years, which is, you know, like you could pay off a house in that time. Oh, yeah. you know, it's exactly. crazy. Yeah.
2: Well, in fact, I'm actually, I'm a huge Elon Musk fan. Um, i own a tesla myself so like i totally am a total fan of him but he talks about how in this day and age it's it is we are set up with for success education you can literally learn to do anything on the internet for free oh yeah yeah totally totally absolutely I mean, that's I'm not going to lie, that's how I learned how to start a business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, I yeah. I just figured it out along the way, so, yeah.
0: yeah, for sure. Um, This isn't really a question that we had ha- um sent you, but uh, now just talking to you a little bit, getting to know you a little bit, I am curious. Um, What do you think are the differences between, like, nature and nurture? Like, do you think that you're just, uh, like, what was your growing up like? Do you think that influenced, like, where you are now at all, or were you just like, nope, this is who I was always meant to be type of thing?
2: So, I believe in both, um, but I believe in nurture more than anything, because I think that um, it really developed me into the person that I am today. Um, I think I said this to you guys in, in like the intro about me, but I grew up pretty poor um, in a in a, a family with the mindset of you work to pay your bills um, type of deal. So, I. I mean, self-made, I didn't really have the money backing me when I was getting into entrepreneurship. And I also didn't have the connections from my parents or even the know-how. And to be completely honest with you, I didn't even really have the support. Yeah. Um, Just because it's totally out of the left field. Oh, yeah. For yeah. one in my family mm-hmm. to do something like that, it just doesn't exist. So, um, however, nurture, I think that someone in my situation, and I'm sure it goes for, you know, tons of different, um, different scenarios, but someone in my situation, I could have gone two ways, the way that I did go in the entrepreneurship world, um, and kind of busting my own path and going against what the norm was or continuing on the generational pattern that has been happening. So Mm -hmm. I think in nurture, you have one way or the other, which is a lot about what I talk about in my book. So, yeah.
1: And we're going to get to that, you guys, because yeah, totally, that's, that's why she wanted to get on here is to talk about her book. So but there's yeah. so much to unfold with you. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's so much. You like sometimes you're like, well, here's just like a little rundown. I'm like, oh, my gosh,
0: there's so much. <laughs> I know. I was like, I need to know more. <laughs> OK, so um, hit on this a little bit. Uh, but our next question, can you want to read it? Yes, absolutely. Okay, how did you buy a house so young? I'm actually so interested in this because I'm looking into buying a house right now a little bit here so and there. We. Um, Probably hopefully in the next like year-ish. But you said that and I was like, what? I think you said at 17, is that
2: is, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yep. So um, kind of circling back when I told you I got engaged to my high school sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Now ex-husband and I, <laughs> we bought this home together. So that's okay. why I was like, just you guys wait. So we're still- Wait, I mean, can you pause a second? If you're listening to this, we're still very, very good friends. Just friends, not husband and wife type of deal.
1: <laughs> so do you ever feel like you're like 30?
2: <laughs> <laughs> My, I, I mean, I realize our podcast listeners can't hear me nod, but yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> My um, mom used to say I was born middle-aged and get you know get older every year. Yeah. So. You're 19 and so bought
0: a house. So you've been married and divorced at 19? That- Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. So we've been married very
2: long. Okay. Yeah, no. I okay. was married <laughs> for like a year. So It's
1: so crazy. Okay, sorry. Go ahead and tell us about your house buying experience. No,
2: you're just fine. My ex-husband and I use the first-time homebuyer loan, which would be the FHA loan. Um, so basically what you need for that is a steady income, decent credit score. Most lenders can do it for a credit score of 640 or above. And with that program, we needed no money down for our down payment. South Dakota housing actually provides three and a half percent for a down payment. It is a loan that you repay when you sell, but I mean, you don't have to pull it out of pocket. And then we also asked sellers to cover our closing costs. So I think we brought, when all was said and done, we probably spent 1500 bucks to get into our house. Wow. Um, that's crazy. That's the way to do it for sure. Um, and then between our two monthly incomes, I actually wasn't on the loan because I wasn't eighteen. so they just utilized like his financials. but between our two monthly incomes, we could easily afford um, the monthly mortgage, get out of renting um, and then he actually still owns the house and he's gonna make a killing off of it when he sells it for only owning it for two years so.
1: Wow. Okay, so my husband and I, like we're saying, are looking at buying a house right now. We actually just went ahead and filled out all of our, like, the loan application. And sure. he he wants to go. He's going into being, um, working for a property management company, but he wants oh. he wants to get into buying and selling real estate. Like that is his passion. He literally listens to podcasts on it every single day. So everything you're saying, I was like, yep, yep, yep. I know all about that. He's always talking yep. about it. So <laughs> yeah, so it's super interesting because we're looking at buying a house and we're like. In college, we hardly have any college debt, but we do only have like, literally, from being honest, like $8,000 in the bank. Like that's all because we're coming out of school and we're, it's, I'm literally shook to find out after like talking with a banker and stuff like that, that we can get, we can get a loan, literally. Like,
2: well, I mean, I'll be totally honest with you. Two years ago, I was making like 15 grand a year and we didn't have anywhere near eight grand in the bank when we bought Wow.
1: See, that's crazy, you guys so yeah. go buy a house like you think that you have to have like 20 grand in the bank before you can buy a house and you don't have to well
0: and then the thing, <laughs> the thing with young people too is i think that we're like oh yeah you buy a house like like once you get me as a single woman like to buy a house I'm like oh i have to wait like till like, i have someone else you know like a husband or whatever but it's like yep. it's so doable there's i mean maybe you might not get your absolute dream house for like first out the gate but um, and I
2: would suggest not buying your dream house right off the gate. I right, mean, exactly.
0: But, like, with a mortgage that – like, I could find a mortgage that's roughly around the same that I'm paying for rent right now. It's yeah. absolutely astronomical. And then, and like, what what are you doing when you're paying rent? You're literally throwing money into a black hole of abyss. Like, it's just <laughs> sad. Mm-hmm. So.
2: Yeah, so – and the, um, when I first joined real estate, which I know we're going to get into that, um, my mentor told me something that really stuck with me about owning a house. She said – You buy a house and let's say two years down the road you sell it and you don't make any money from it likelihood of that happening especially in south dakota is not very i mean it just doesn't happen our property values are rising each year but let's say you sell and you make no money you lived for free for two years
1: that's so true that's true wow i never thought about that that's a really good point
2: so not only is you know, in his situation, my ex has been selling his house right now. He's going to make a great killing off of it. Not only is he going to live in that house rent for or for free for two years, but he's also going to make a big chunk of change because we've got a great seller's market right now. Yeah. So really there's no way to lose in that scenario. Wow. So.
0: Wow. That's yeah, crazy. That
2: is awesome. Um. Okay.
0: So the next one we had here, um, which we've touched a little on, but if you want to touch any more on it, what made you want to pursue real estate and just in general, like, was there just a, a moment or just, it seemed like yeah. the thing to do?
2: Definitely. So, um, buying my house, I mean, the process of that short answer would be why I wanted to pursue real estate. I actually remember, um, uh, my ex-husband and I were, we were sitting at a coffee shop, um, scrolling through houses. And we said, we want to see that one tomorrow. We went and saw it. And within like two months we were under contract in our house. And I love the process of looking at pro- the properties, you know, going to the home inspection, all of that, even though I had no idea what any of it meant. But um, I think it was like a week after we closed, I was actually taking my real estate classes. I was like, well, I think this is something that I'd be interested in doing. So let's try it.
1: Oh, my gosh, that's awesome. And so then after you, I, I don't know everything what it takes to get into real estate, but were you yeah. able to like get under a company right away then?
2: yeah so i was actually offered a job with the people who sold me my house um pretty much at the closing table so they said why don't you come and train with us you can be an unlicensed assistant while you're working on your classes because i was actually timeline wise my birthday's in july i was 17 taking my real estate classes in june did my test like the day after my birthday and was licensed a month later so i was with them for a little while while I was still 17, waiting to get my license.
1: Wow. Wow. Okay. And so during all this time, were you living in the same town, like as your parents, or did you move away? We were still in Belfouche
0: at this time. Still in Belfouche.
1: Okay. Okay. I was Mm -hmm. just trying to kind of get an
0: idea. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Very Um, cool. Okay. So now, the big bang, what we're all here for. Um, (laughs) You are writing a book. First off, before we get into all like what the book is about and stuff, what initially made you want to write a book? Because that's like a big like, oh, I'm just gonna, you know, sit down and write a book today.
2: <laughs> right, exactly. No, for sure. So I've always kind of felt like I've had a story to tell. And I know that like, I'm not naive to the fact that the things that I've accomplished in my life are, I mean, they're pretty cool. I'm very blessed. Um, and it's not even me being um, cocky about it or anything. It's just, I've worked very hard for what I've, you know, been successful in. And I, and not everybody's like that. And I'd love to help people achieve the things that I've achieved. So that was number one. Mm -hmm. Um, but number two is my all time, like my biggest, biggest goal would be to speak publicly and teach other business owners and entrepreneurs to kind of elevate their lifestyle and business. So after doing some research, i Found that the biggest way to establish authority in that space is to become an author. So that was really what pushed me wow. over the edge. That's yeah, that's awesome. Wow. That is so cool.
0: Okay,
1: so go ahead and tell everybody that's listening what your book is about, <laughs> and then you can go ahead and get into the whole crab bucket theory and tell us all about that.
2: Yes. So the book is about uh, the crab bucket theory, how it relates to human nature, and my story. So. Essentially what the crab bucket theory is, um, if you were to take a bucket and put one crab in it, it can get out, no problem. But if you put more than one crab in a bucket, regardless of it's two, five, ten, it does not matter. As long as there's more than one crab in that bucket, they physically cannot get out of the, get out of the bucket because as they crawl up to the top, the others around them pull them back down to the bottom. And the oh. crab bucket theory is that humans are just like that.
1: Oh my gosh, that's crazy! Wow. After when I had heard about the crowd bucket theory and you were writing a book about it, I went out and looked it up, and I was like, "That's insane! I don't know. It's just crazy." And
2: everybody I, I tell about it, like they have no idea, and I'm like, "Guys, yeah, yeah." <laughs> that so is basically, crazy. my book is how to get out of the bucket.
1: Oh my gosh! Okay, so do you know like what the title is of
0: it? Are we allowed to know?
2: Um, so I, I mean, it's gonna be along the lines of that. I'm signing my publishing contract like Monday, so things are still in the works. Okay, <laughs> so I imagine it's gonna be around that, um, and it is gonna be published in July. So I decided I, I, my big goal was to be published author before I was twenty. So we're publishing it on my birthday.
1: Oh my god, that's so exciting, which so oh. I'm
2: super excited about. So that is oh
1: awesome. Oh my god, I'm excited to read it. We're going to have to get it. Um, oh,
0: yeah. I'm totally going to get it. And then someday I can just, like, picture it. You'll be, you know, we'll all be in our 30s sometime. And all of a sudden I'll, like, be scrolling on YouTube, doing whatever the heck I'll be doing in my 30s. And I'll, it'll be, like, TED Talk by – I forgot your name. Madison <laughs> Reeves. Madison Reeves. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am the absolute worst of names. Um, well, my- in your defense,
1: I was the one messaging. Her. Yeah,
0: that's fair. And my my funny, just a funny side note, literally my part-time job, I worked there for like almost a half a year now, and I still don't know everyone's names. I'm just like, you. Ted Talk by. <laughs> Ted Talk by Madison Reeves. And I'm like, oh my gosh, remember back when we were like in our early 20s and we had her on our podcast? That well, that's yeah.
2: the goal. I, I mean, I would love my like two big Public speaking goals would be to be have a TED talk and then be on Forbes 30 Under 30.
1: Oh that's my god! That would be amazing. That would be so awesome.
2: That yeah. fingers crossed. I'm yeah. Make I gotta yeah. figure out what like the credentials are, but I'll figure right. out. Yeah, figure
0: right. it out. <laughs> mean, Let us know. <laughs> from what I hear, it's just like people being like awesome. <laughs> like that's essentially it. Having uh, influence for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's this lady that I follow, and she is like in her 80s and um her like instagram handle is like icon accidental and she's like in her 80s and she's like there's no like age limitation on like anything and literally if you haven't heard of her she's the most inspirational human being you've ever I'm seen in your life um and she is she's just doing absolutely incredible. Anyway, and she has a TED Talk, and I think that she's just, like, uh-huh. she's literally just, like, a, a fashion human. Oh, I love that. And has, I didn't even know, and she had a TED Talk, and I'm like, so, like, literally, you just have to be a cool human being, it sounds like, <laughs> and, like, be inspirational, and then you'll get a TED Talk, so you're well Let's on your provide way. provide
2: value. That's yep. all it that comes down to in yep. business, provide value. Um, okay.
0: So, what does the process of writing a book look like?
2: Yeah, so, um, I actually... I set this crazy goal for myself of wanting to be published author before I was 20, which I actually think I decided I want to write a book in like November. So it has not been very long. Wow. i like, I got to get my shit together. Guys. Wow. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> so I hired a coach. Um, wow. Yeah. There's actually book coaches out there. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? I no yeah. I so want to write I a book. I actually heard of him <laughs> on a podcast. Really? okay, well, I heard of this guy. I'm gonna Instagram him uh, and see, hey, do you have a coaching program? Still in touch with him today. He's awesome. So I joined his coaching program. It was three months. Um, We met every week. They had like an online portal and homework every week. And that's, we went from the initial idea to the manuscript being finished and getting sent out to publishers. Because honestly, I had like probably 15 different books in my mind and i was like i have no idea really when it comes to like writing a book it's one thing that you're talking about Mm -hmm. over and over and over
1: interesting okay okay yeah that makes sense
2: wow so i just had to consolidate that figure out what was book worthy and what would be a story that I want, also, what is a story that I want to tell for years to come? If I publish this to the whole world, I need to be something I'm passionate about, right? That's right. true. Yeah. And
1: especially if you're going to be speaking about it. <laughs> right. Con-
2: yeah. Right. Totally. Exactly. So that that was kind of the process. I hired a coach. So, wow.
1: so would you say like without hiring a coach, you wouldn't have been able to do it? Like, was that like a huge?
2: I think that it would have taken me longer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Because accountability, I mean, being in real estate, our team—I've um, had a coach from the beginning on our team, and I know the importance of like investing in good mentorship and good accountability. So I already knew that that was going to be my best chance of getting this, you know, pulling this off. Sure. So um, I think that was it—just having the accountability and telling people, "Hey, I want to do this and I want to do this by this time," and then they they hold you to it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. It's a lot harder to let other people down than it is to let yourself down. That
0: is, that is a good point. That is so true. That's like, that's a quote. That's a quote. That's,
2: that's really
0: good. Yeah. There we go. Okay. So where do you draw inspiration from?
2: So um, if we're talking in the sense of my book.
1: Yes. Let's, let's start I with would, that at least. <laughs>
2: perfect. Okay. So I would say when I'm writing my book and going into that, the biggest place of inspiration I pull from would be my personal experiences. Um, And like we talked about before, that nature versus nurture, I'm I'm thinking a lot about how I was nurtured throughout my childhood and how that affects who I am today as a person. Um, The other one that I really pull a lot of inspiration from is the concept behind the subconscious mind and the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, which if you haven't read it, highly recommend it'll change your life it's
0: phenomenal grow rich by napoleon hill is that what you said
2: think and grow rich
0: think, think and, and grow, grow rich. rich by napoleon hill okay this
2: book was i actually when, when is this was written a long time ago <laughs> it was, i'm gonna look this up yeah
1: do it let us know
2: we look stuff up all the time yeah i love google 1937 oh wow okay it's old but everything in there is like it's phenomenal i mean i recommend it to seriously everybody i meet It'll change your life. So,
1: have, so you, have you been, like, into reading books and stuff since you were a kid, would you say?
2: Yeah. Okay. Yep. So um, we didn't do, like, the movie, TV thing. I was actually I grew up pretty religious, so I read a lot of books. And um, I read a lot of novels just kind of throughout high school and everything. And then when I started doing real estate, my team is very, like, self-development-oriented, growth mindset-oriented. So that turned me on to more of those books.
1: okay super interesting so you didn't watch any tv at all
2: growing up um we did some okay just not like the worst of guess that movie i have no idea oh (laughs) okay
1: gotcha that makes sense so okay this is like a total bunny trail but because you didn't grow up watching as much tv and stuff would you say now like do you like to watch tv or not really
2: um i am a background noise type of person Mm -hmm. so i'll throw it on if i have it around but to be honest with you i don't even own a tv
1: okay so like you aren't gonna go binge watch anything on netflix kind of thing
2: no typically not okay i'm more of a tiktok fan okay okay (laughs) yeah that makes
1: sense that's who my brother is i was like do you want me to turn the tv on he was visiting the other day he's like no i'm gonna watch tiktok
0: (laughs) (laughs) i was like okay yeah that's fitting that's okay that's fair that's fair okay so um what do you do when you feel like you're in a rut as far as because i feel like i don't know I don't know about you, but I feel like sometimes it'll we'll just be like going, 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 and maybe rut slash burnout. Like how do you handle that?
2: Yeah, for sure. So um I'd love to talk about burnout. I'm gonna put a pin in that really quick because I wanna come back to it. But what do I do when I feel like I'm in a rut? So for me, it is it's all a balancing act. So if I if I'm in if I feel like I'm in a rut, it's usually because something in my life is out of balance. Um And so that might be personally, uh, professionally, financially, emotionally, I mean, whatever that looks like. And honestly, I've worked really hard to be self-aware enough to recognize the symptoms of what it is like for me when I'm in a rut. And that can be me being overly tired, um, lack of creativity, not sleeping well, not eating well. I mean, any of those things, if I recognize that I'm just not really doing my thing the way that I should be, I'm like, okay, Madison, what is out of balance? Um, And at that point, I mean, the three biggest things are, what are the habits that I'm doing? Are they consistent? Are they what I've been doing in the past that achieved results before? Mm. Or have I changed up my habits and now I'm suddenly all out of balance? Because that's gonna be a big indicator. The other one would be, who am I surrounding myself with? Mm. So am I surrounding myself with people who are serving my my growth and my mindset and who I'm serving as well? Or am I surrounding myself with people who are not really on the same page? Um, And then most importantly is what I'm doing and the the goals that I've set myself still serving like my ultimate goal, my ultimate passion, because I think that it's not always the same. I might have this huge aspiration that I want to hit and I have goals and steps that I want to do there. But at some point, those things might not serve you anymore. Mm -hmm. So changing your habits, the hardest part is firing the people in your life that don't serve you anymore and then making sure that what you're doing is still serving your ultimate goal.
1: Okay. So I have a question to kind of like go off of that. What would you yeah. say are some like he- healthy habits that you follow, literally like a day-to-day basis that you think is like the gra- like ground, like your building point of like what makes you successful human or like what makes you happy or like anything? Like literally just basic habits every single day.
2: Yeah, for sure. So – um like super random things. Um, I prefer to listen to an audiobook on the way to work instead of music. I've seen like differences in my in my balancing of my lifestyle between the two. Um, I, oh gosh, no, I gotta think of them. I do very well with alone time. So I think it just depends on the person you are, but I like to be able to decompress in the evening. Um, I also really value like my personal time and I've worked really hard because I'm I used to not think that that was something I deserved at all free time. If I wasn't doing a money making activity, I'm like, freaking Um, out. mm -hmm. So um, I love to read non business related books. I love to binge watch TikTok sometimes. I like to just be lazy. And I think those things like if I'm running too fast, I can see myself getting out of balance as well um i think that a lot of people would say waking up early but i'm not a morning person Oh, so I at all so i i don't get out of bed until like seven in the morning and at, uh, like, that's just not i'm not how i roll <laughs> oh okay
0: literally seven is still early though i think like right but then you okay so i was listening i don't know if it was a podcast or an audiobook the other day but they were saying that like the greatest minds in history like And they, like, listed a whole bunch of people. They all, like, start the day at 4.30. And so there's this, like, whole big trend going around right now that it's, like, my 4.30 a.m. Like, routine, day, whatever, like, how I set up my day for success. Like, you can train your body to only need, like, six hours of sleep. And I'm just like, ooh. That is not
1: a thing. Absolutely not. And I I think – I want to
2: call bullshit on that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) If you are more – productive in the evening, so you go to bed a little bit early, earlier, or later, I should say, and then wake up later, do that. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, do what works for you. There's not, the thing about it is that there's not like one recipe for success
1: yes absolutely yeah. I've even heard that like different bo- like it depends on like your body like when like you said like when you're the most productive like how you run like I require to actually be solidly good for the whole week nine hours of sleep every single night <laughs> if I'm getting eight hours of sleep I'm not my best self and I think honestly part of it is because I am very active and I go from the second I wake up to the second I like mm, yeah. lay down at night like I'm I'm not having a lot of rests and breaks and like I work out like every single day in the week and I notice that I need that nine hours of sleep. And if I don't by Wednesday I'm taking a three hour nap, you know? Right, exactly. Well, and
2: something else to consider. I mean, we're in our early twenties and physiologically we're I mean, like, we need more sleep. Yeah. Like we're still kind of in our teenage years and we need more sleep. I mean So I try
0: You don't fully develop until you're twenty five as a woman. Right. Exactly. So
2: I I mean I have to think even though most of the people I surround myself with are in their thirties and forties and maturity wise, that's probably closer to where I am physically. I'm still in a 19 year old body. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> that's so <laughs> crazy to be like, I'm like 30, but I'm in the body of a 19 year old. That's crazy. <laughs> I
2: mean, I'm but, not complaining or anything. <laughs> not, yeah. So yeah.
0: Um, I think something really important that you touched on too was um, you mentioned like who you surround yourself with, like who, what people aren't serving anymore because it's so true like the you you re you have people in your life for a reason season or i don't know there's one other thing in there too but like the whole thing of you are who you are around all the time Mm -hmm. so if you're around people who prioritize you know like partying and you know drinking and whatever like that's who you're going to become even if that's not where your values originally sat that's where you're like that's who you're going to become if you hang out with people who, you know, aren't driven, it's hard to keep your drive up. So I think it's super important that you said, you know, like check who you're around too.
2: For sure. And uh, I, I don't know if you can relate to this, but I, after getting divorced, I hadn't been single since I was 14. So getting into the single world as an adult, I was like,
1: yeah,
2: so I would even realize like getting back into the dating world, like, if I start to, you know, date a guy that doesn't align, I will start to see the, the, like the balancing act or the lack thereof. So that is really important too. If you're single and you're dating or you're seeing someone casually, like making sure that they are serving you and what your ultimate like goal and aspirations are. Um, and if they're not, it's time to cut. <laughs> We're done. We're done. <laughs> so Bye. that's been the biggest learning thing for me too. But being single and being divorced is kind of have to be cutthroat sometimes and at the end of the day you gotta look out for yourself first
1: yeah absolutely okay next question is i lost my spot okay what do you think is the number one thing holding people back from reaching their full potential slash accomplishing their goals
2: being stuck in the crab bucket oh that's good full circle full circle so i think um summary of my book without being on here for like two hours with you guys (laughs) so in the crab bucket there's um there's like tons of studies behind it psychologically why we are why we are stuck in the crab bucket and and why so for crabs it was because they were um their evolution was them clinging to each other for safety Mm. which is why they do that in the bucket. And we we replicate that as mammals and as humans as well. So even if we're in a situation, let's just use, uh, for example, um, someone who is born into maybe a poorer neighborhood, a poorer family, where generations before them stayed in that neighborhood, they kept the generational habits of what they what they do for a living, what are their habits. I mean, are do they use drugs? Do they use alcohol? Of those things that might not be what's serving them best, but that's what's comfortable. And naturally we go towards what's comfortable and what's safe.
0: Mm, Yeah.
2: So I would say, and I use this a lot in my book, um, the number one thing that is holding you back from success is your comfort zone. Uh, Everything that you want is on the other side of your comfort zone.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. That's so true, honestly. Mm-hmm.
2: so typically how I rule my life is if it scares the shit out of me that's probably what I should be doing <laughs>
1: that's funny and so did writing a book scare you
2: oh yeah like <laughs> this is gonna suck I'm a terrible writer nobody's gonna buy it <laughs> it's gonna just fall right on its face but
1: so, so even though like you say you're a terrible writer like did you was that like could someone who is an absolute like horrible writer still write a book do you think What's your opinion?
2: Oh yeah, that's why there's editors.
1: Okay, okay.
2: <laughs> Just keep your thoughts on paper and give them to your editor and they will make it into something beautiful. And
1: they'll make it good. Oh, okay. I love that. All right.
2: Yes, for sure. And there's always like, I mean, I don't know that I would really like recommend this. I didn't do it for myself because it's my personal story, but there's always ghostwriting. Oh, what's that's that? a possibility. To... Oh. So that's actually where you, so ghostwriting would be, I feel like it would probably serve authors that are more trying to do like a um, fifty ways to grow your social media type of deal, and they actually meet with a ghostwriter and say, "Here's the fifty ways. Here's my here's my idea. Make it into a book, and they write it for you."
1: Oh, uh, okay. Wow. So they have the ideas, and then someone else like write. Okay, I just
2: write. don't think that that would have been the best decision for me because it's my personal story. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah.
0: Okay, so you have done a lot of things in the business field. You've also done things um, in the creative field. Like I feel like that whole wedding planning thing, like that definitely takes a creative mind. Uh, Even writing a book takes a creative mind. Would you say that you yourself are more business mindset, creative mindset, what drives you on a day-to-day basis?
2: Totally business, 100%. I don't even have to think about that. Yeah, Um, I love the creative aspect about it, but business is like really what gets me excited. Um, And I love talking money. Um, I grew up in a household and in an environment that talking about money was like taboo and Mm -hmm. money is the root of all evil and everything so that's like that's my jam I want to talk about money all the time how can we make more of it how can you make more of it like what are we doing to set ourselves up for financial success so business for sure
0: yeah which I think I think is so cool because um and I honestly don't even think that was like a I think that was a very generational thing. There was a list of things you just never talked about. You never talked about, you know, like someone's salary, someone's family problems that you heard through the grapevine. Like there's just like it was just kind of like don't don't ask don't tell type of thing. I feel like that was kind of like a general rule with like our parents' generation. Oh, um, for sure. Which it's so interesting. Like what's okay to talk about now, what kind of still isn't okay to talk about now, what people don't like to talk about now, what makes them like squirmy and stuff. And I think that there almost kind. Of, I think there's almost kind of like. And correct me if I'm wrong, but my personal thoughts is that there's almost a stigma around talking about money because it's, um it's very, it's very like, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? um Materialistic. It's very materialistic. Yes. And it's, you're very shallow if you care about having a lot of money and yes. money isn't where happiness comes from. And like money not, might not be where all happiness comes from, but it's where most of stress comes from.
2: Right, right. Yeah. And let's be honest, being alive is expensive. Yeah, being alive <laughs> is expensive. Like the air
0: that you breathe. I'm sorry, um, I'm paying, you know, however much a month to breathe this air right now. Like that's a very real thing.
2: Right, exactly. And and I totally agree with you. I think we are starting to, nowadays, it's being a little bit more accepted. Uh, but I would say that there's more of a stigma of, around women talking about money.
0: Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah that, that is interesting.
2: Because I mean? I, I mean, like, I will be the first one to tell you that I love money. Yeah. Like, I love it. And I, I mean, I, I love the things that I have and the freedom that it brings. At, at the end of the day, I mean, it's not just the number in my bank account. It's what it provides. But, like, I'm not going to apologize for that. I love money. It's awesome. The things that it can <laughs> do for the world is amazing. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. But That's- if I said that walking down the street, I'd probably get some weird looks. I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, I mean, 100%. And then,
0: and then I mean, you... You even think about it. It's like, you know, how you said that it's like a woman thing. I think that's 100% too because how – I mean, whether you want to believe it or not, there is and has been. We're getting better now, but there has been an off balance between, you know, men being the primary breadwinners and, you know, they're running Wall Street and the banks and whatever, blah, blah, blah. All that stuff. And even now, I feel like it's just like, like I will sit down in a room full of guys and it'll all be like talking about what they have like stocks in or whatever. And I'm just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. And I'm
2: and, like, okay, we want to talk about my portfolio now. <laughs> right. Right.
0: And that's so cool because you can just even like, you like have some skin in the game too, a little bit. And I'm just, oh, I would, I would kill for that knowledge. And now I want to go and read all about it and actually learn my YouTube. stuff because I don't know anything. Yeah, yes.
1: YouTube it. It, okay yeah. so what is one piece of advice that you would give to your younger self say like five years ago
2: oh, i love this question <laughs> okay so a little bit of a backstory without turning this one question into like a whole thing but um as i was growing up i heard like all the time madison slow down why are you trying to grow up so fast what's the rush so if I had to give myself one piece of advice, it would say, I would say to my younger self, screw that. Go as fast as you want and get your shit done now. Oh my <laughs> gosh, It served yes. me so good. Mm-hmm. It served me so good to do that. I mean, I was stubborn and I didn't listen to him and I'm like, I'm going to do what I want anyways. And I didn't slow down and that is why I'm the, like where I am today. Um, one of my like favorite, favorite quotes by Elon Musk, he says, write out your five-year plan. And then I want you to try it and achieve it in six months. You're probably not going to do it, but you're going to get a whole hell of a lot farther than if you took five years.
1: That's good. Wow. That's so. really good. That's super good. It's
0: like
2: what I live by.
0: <laughs> no, I love That's that. Like, I mean, look, you said you wanted to write a book and you got it da- done in however the heck long, not very much time. That's incredible. Right. Some people take like years to write a book, like years, like literally years. So like how many chapters is your book?
2: i have no idea it's, at the, <laughs> it's like three it's thirty thousand words okay okay <laughs> okay that's that's typically how you when you're writing a book you do it by that okay um just because it's like it's hard to when you're sitting down go okay here's chapter one here's chapter two you just get your thoughts on a page and then mm. i don't know how it'll turn out to be it's three parts there's probably about three or four subsections in that so okay 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 yeah. sounds good yeah awesome i mean
1: i don't know anything about writing a book so (laughs) So i'm just
2: like how many chapters how many pages (laughs) yeah me neither i had no idea
1: (laughs) so do you know like will your book be available on like amazon
2: yep so my my publisher is going to be doing it worldwide so it's actually available for any bookstore to publish or to bring in and like sell but it'll be on amazon and we'll do like uh eventually we're gonna
0: do an audiobook or like kindle and stuff like that ebook, okay. So. okay awesome i love that how many which i don't know you said it's still a little bit in the works too but um there's gonna be like hard copies right Yep. yeah, yeah. Like, okay like actual so, paper copies okay and so like how many are you like are going to print right away
2: so it's print on demand.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
2: So um we'll just have like an online platform. July when I July tenth is the date that we're shooting for. That's my birthday when yep. I want to get it published and everything. That's when pre-sale is gonna be available. And then as soon as everything's done being, you know, produced and manufactured, we'll then um you know it'll be sent out to all the pre sales and available in store and, and stuff. So
0: Okay. Awesome. Okay, awesome. Um and then I know that we already uh you kind of talked about this a little bit, but what are some goals you have for the next five years?
2: Okay. Yes. So, (laughs) um, I, I talked about the public speaking. That's something that I would really, really like to get into. Um, right now I hold a position in my, in my real estate team, um, where I coach other agents underneath me into production and I sell real estate myself, but in five years, honestly, I want to be out of real estate production, be coaching full-time and filling, for lack of better words, the director of expansion role where essentially I would just travel around and recruit other people to the team. Hmm. My biggest goal for the next five years, sooner than five years, is I want to have a net worth of a million by the time I'm twenty one. Oh, wow. So I would love to be a millionaire by then. Um, again, not for the actual number in my bank account, but because I think that it would be awesome to be able to show other people that it doesn't matter where you come from, um, how you grew up, or the resources that you had. Any goal that seems unattainable is definitely possible. So
1: So how many sources of income do you have right now? I would say four. 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 Okay. Um, because something my husband always—he's very business-minded, and I'm like not so much. I'm definitely more of a creative mind. Um, but he always says that we need to have—I think it's seven.
2: Yes, it he says seven. It, It's seven. Most, it's like majority of millionaires. Yes, have an average of seven passive income streams. Yes, or income streams. I guess. Oh my gosh, yeah. you
1: and him could be so. best friends because <laughs> that's what. Yeah. He, yeah, he says that all the time. He's like, Cameron, we have to have seven forms of or seven streams of income. And so he's always coming up with different ways that we're gonna have income and yeah, all that stuff. So how's for selling, sure,
2: yeah. how's selling plasma going?
1: Selling plasma is going. Great. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what that is, Madison? Plasma. You
2: selling, you're plasma? selling plasma, yeah. Yeah, I think you can do it in Rampin City. Yes <laughs> I have a, a puncture in
0: that's, my arm. That's one of um that's one of Cameron's streams
2: of income.
1: <laughs> okay, plasma I had co- I had COVID so awesome. I can make two hundred bucks a week by doing it. I'm a college student so that's a lot of money for me. So
2: whatever you need to do it's all about the grind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all about the but, grind. I love
2: that. Um yep. so I actually have a business coach that's helping me get towards that millionaire status. Um but also something in the, with that is just um, balancing the importance of cash flow versus net worth because it's super easy to get assets and have a high net worth, but if you have a lot of assets and no cash flow, it doesn't really matter. Mm. So that is like the balancing act that my coach and I are working on so
0: okay wow super so interesting so when you say your net worth assets like i'm sorry i'm dumb can you like explain that to people yeah, who are like course. on my level
2: <laughs> <laughs> so in um in layman's terms net worth is what you own versus or minus what you owe so your assets minus your liabilities equals your net worth so when you when you hear i'm a millionaire or i'm a billionaire it means that they have a net worth of a million dollars or a billion dollars or whatever it is mm. multi-millionaire they're above a million you know a million right. dollar net mark yeah
1: so okay this is kind of another a dumb question along with that line too so like that's like their debt subtracted from it right so like yep. okay so
2: okay. yep you know assets would be cash in the bank um any sure. real estate that you own your car, any other, I mean, stocks, mutual funds, um, 401k, anything like that, then you would subtract your, whatever you owe. So any loans that you have, student debt, personal loans, car Mm. loan, home loan, pretty much any money that you owe. And then that at the end of the day would be your net worth. So, and I actually, I mean, even as college students or, you know, young 20s, like track that shit okay <laughs> yeah yeah so Yep. okay so i track fight on a weekly basis but a monthly basis would suffice too
1: okay so just some like financial advice i have a question would you recommend um buying going into debt for a car yeah yeah
2: as long as as long as you have the cash flow
1: okay because i have a lot of people that will say like don't go into debt for a car only pay for a car in cash anyway so i just wonder so what your thought opinion was
2: for that um that's a great point, and my opinion differs from other people, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's really wrong right. either way, but cash in the bank, other than, like, your nest egg to, like, in case shit hits the fan, yeah, <laughs> my my emergency money, cash in the bank really is not doing anything for you. Mm. Okay. okay. I would take, I mean, if you've heard cash is king, throw that out of the window. Screw cash that. Is king. Cash Put your money into in the thing that's going to make you money.
0: Okay. Wow. Yeah. Just face? Yeah. Literally, I'm like, I'm like, I need to change my whole life. <laughs> my whole life. <laughs> I'm just sitting here I'm like, yeah. Ugh. That's
1: what Brady's always saying though. I'm like, okay, we need to have this much money in our savings account. He's like, no, 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 no. We need to have that much in investments. <laughs> like, put that yeah. all into investments. Put that into stocks. That's what he's always saying. Which
0: is so weird because I feel like that's so opposite to the way that like we we're we were I raised know. and we grew up like we we were raised Mennonite brethren and the Mennonite brethren way is to be conservative to have funds to be frugal to save 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 your money and here here we are again our 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 mindsets getting challenged here and i'm just like oh my gosh like eye opening
2: yeah Yeah, for sure and i mean that's very much the grant cardone way he's like a major real estate investor in miami business coach type of deal versus like what we were taught is more of like the what is that dude's name Dave. Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. <laughs> Dave Ramsey. That's like the save no debt debt snowball. Yes. Do you like There's Dave? Like two different worlds. Do you I'm like Dave? On the Grant Cardone side, like spend your money to make money. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. So. yeah, it's funny. Apparently, Dave Ramsey just recently bought like a multi-million dollar house. And Brady, my husband, was telling me he's like. Everyone's everyone's wondering, like, did he actually take his own advice and pay for that ca- that house in cash? And everyone's like saying he did probably didn't and everything. But it's just so funny. And there's this huge debate about whether it Dave Ramsey bought his well, house. Well, there's cash.
2: way to o- ways to own real estate with none of your own money in it. Yeah, yeah, and oh yeah. Leverage the bank's money. That's what they're there for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so. I don't know. A shameless plug though. If anybody wants a copy of the net worth tracker, just email me at hello at the dot
0: Okay sounds okay. good i okay. will probably be emailing you for that because i need to do that because i Jenna, i mean, j- i could probably tell you what my net worth is but i don't know what it is give me the phone i'm gonna write okay. this down and yeah, we can put write it, it in the show notes for you guys um yeah we'll put it in the show notes for you but we um i could tell you probably like what i have and what I, what the things that i have are worth But my 401k is super interesting because literally You could be holding a gun to my head and I would, and you could be like, so do you think you have more around $500 in your 401k or more like 5,000? And I'd be like, bro, I don't know.
2: Well, and the power of knowing those numbers is like liberating. Yeah. And knowing them at any given time. So if you update it even on a monthly basis and you go in there and you update your accounts and stuff, and and that's a really good way to set goals for yourself, financial goals. Well, I'm here and I want to be here. Here's my benchmarks in, in between. How are you supposed to know where you are if you don't know your numbers, you know? yeah wow Mm
0: -hmm.
1: okay so you said email you at hello hello at the mad tell me again what was it
2: (laughs) yeah it's hello at the madison the com. got it got it
1: was this the same email that you gave me earlier probably
2: um actually no that was my word oh okay
1: okay (laughs) good to know okay all righty
0: I think we're on to our last question, aren't we? Are we really? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. If you could give one piece of advice to someone looking to further their career slash start up a business or head a passion project, what would it be?
2: Um, perfect question. Number one, find a mentor that's done what you want to do.
1: Mm.
2: It could be someone that you can talk to face-to-face. It could also be someone who has a podcast, someone who's wrote a book. You know, you don't have to know this person in real life. Find a mentor who's done what you've done because success leaves clues and follow their path. Then the number two is figure out how to monetize it from day one. Wow. That would would be my recommendation.
1: I have questions for you after the podcast.
2: Go ahead. Please,
1: Please tell us how to monetize our podcast
2: yeah serious.
0: okay but we could talk about that after what's that sorry I, you. I said
1: please tell us how to monetize our podcast but we could talk about it after we're done with yes, the podcast we can.
0: Okay. all right so that wraps up our interview you gave us so much to think about or so much for me to think about um <laughs> and just so many good little nuggets tidbits i feel like i want i should have had like a piece of paper out here writing down notes this is probably going to be one of the few episodes I actually do go back and re-listen to and probably re-listen to and then re-listen to and then re-listen to because you just said so much solid gold, um, in this episode. So thank you so much for coming on. We seriously appreciate it. Uh, Thank you for reaching out. We've loved connecting with you. You are an inspiration all in yourself. Um, so before we close off, tell everyone where they can find you, um, social handles, website, any of that.
2: Yeah, definitely. So, Um, I'm on all the normal social media stuff. Um, My handle for all of that is at TheMadisonReeves. My website is TheMadisonReeves.com. And then I mentioned my email earlier, but if you guys have any questions or just want to connect, I can be reached at hello at TheMadisonReeves.com. And I do provide one-on-one business coaching. So if you guys would like to connect there, um, talk about how we can work together, just reach out over my website or email.
1: So pretty much I'm going to be signing up for business coaching. After yeah, this
0: like 110% we'll be doing that. Um, and you guys, we will be putting um, a lot of the stuff in the show notes for you. And if you are following our Instagram, we'll be tagging her. I mean, if you post throughout the week, just sharing some good content. So always go there. It's at Coffee and Convo Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff too, where we will be sharing anything that she just talked about. So make sure you are following along. And Cameron, any final thoughts? um no i just absolutely loved having you um
2: thank and you guys so much yeah
1: this has been awesome did you have anything else that we didn't include that you wanted i don't to throw think in so I okay
2: think that about covers it
1: okay and then when her book does come out you guys will go ahead and we'll fill you in let you know when it is coming out um where you can find it all of that stuff we're gonna copy maybe we'll take a picture with our book yeah take a picture <laughs> Post with their book
2: so post it. Yep. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> you guys can uh, you guys can tag it to hashtag the Reeves method. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that. Learn more about that if you guys do my business coaching.
1: <laughs> okay. There Amazing. you guys go. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening and you will hear us again next week
0: for another episode of Coffee, Coffee and, and a Combo, combo podcast. podcast. Goodbye.